right what's going on you guys your boy back at it again phoenix lex what a crazy week this heat wave has just been demolishing the whole city quick little weekend recap uh we were out in lancaster which it was like three degrees cooler than la uh when i checked the temperature out there it was 101 and then my grandma actually called me and she was telling me like hey it's 104 over here i was like what hey three degrees are three degrees but you know the funniest thing that happened is that it started raining and hail started following uh right behind it it was like little you know little balls of ice out there uh if you're in lancaster man um dm me let me know if if that's something that generally happens but you know in in all my years of living on this earth that has never happened specifically out in the desert where one minute was 101 and the next it starts raining so man that was pretty cool all the kids were in the pool over the labor day weekend so that was you know pretty nice to see of course they didn't get out you know it was like hey let's stay in the pool let's you know the rain plus the pool what a better combination right but let's get right into these shout outs what's going on so as far as countries tuning in this time we got mexico and germany doing a guest appearance let's get into these cities hey we got dallas texas what's up albuquerque new mexico we got palmdale akron ohio lebron what up inglewood california uh, Mexico City and we got Emiliano Zapata Mexico City Mexico Woo, man salute to all of you guys and as always just you know it's, it's always a pleasure to deliver uh, episodes to you all and I just want to really really apologize on the inconsistency but you know is my life has been an up and down battle and you know no excuses right but you know so I wanted to make it up to you guys and I've been hearing you guys I've been listening and I've been reading the DMs right the episodes are too short we wish they were a little longer so this one's gonna go ahead and top um, actually, it's going to break a record. Usually the episodes are under about what, uh, 17 minutes. Some of them actually have been 13 minutes. This one, I think, goes up to about 27 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, this is for all of you guys. Um, like I said, this is completely independent. And um, man, I, I want to make sure that I, I, I live up to what I say, right? Whatever you guys need. If, if you guys want to continue to uh, support the channel or support the pod, I'm going to definitely continue to support you all with, you know, some of your requests. So without saying too much, Let's get right into the episode. What's going on, you guys? Your boy, Phoenix LEX, general manager at the Art Wars Los Angeles Family Foundation. As always, back at it again with another special guest. And today, this gentleman across from me literally has been there from the beginning of my personal professional journey in this whole artistic scene. I want to go ahead and just paint you guys a picture about a supporter, somebody that not only is there to be a fan of yours, but a contributor. And I think in life, this is something that we generally miss out, not only because we we are so reluctant to push people away when we see somebody that continues to hit you up, continues to support you. And sometimes people may feel a little weird when you have somebody that just wants to see you win. But in this day and age, you definitely need people like this gentleman across from me. You definitely need those people that see the vision. Maybe, maybe they see the vision before you even see it yourself. And the key about it is you got to be with those people that actually see the vision with you. Along that path, he had already the vision in his mind of what I could become in the future. And I think that little by little, we were able to decipher like, hey, bro, this is the right way that you should navigate this. And when it came time to shine, kick back and do not try to micromanage. I remember those words exactly to this day when it was my first show. I was moving tables around. My host had just got there. Um, the pizzas were on the way. Uh, man, there was a street closure, all types of thing. And I still had to go home and shower. This man told me. Don't try to micromanage it. You got this far. Let's go ahead and enjoy the moment. Be in, be present. So without me having to, you know, go ahead and write a whole novel 
and go ahead and start, you know, contacting Pixar. Let's go ahead and let him introduce himself. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's William Valen Korea, a.k.a. Raw 10 from The Best Crew Created, also known as Mr. Sag in My Jeans. We out here. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Will, um, give us a little background. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Man, for me, um, I come from a musical background. Um, the household that I came up with or that I came up in, I came up in a split household. My mother, black and native, and my father, full-blooded Puerto Rican from New York. Um, but I had the blessing of being raised in a Latino household as well, you know, um, as well as a black household. And on the Latino side of my family, Puerto Rican really enriched in the music culture. My grandfather, famous. Latin jazz percussionist by the name of Willie Bobo, rest in peace, passed away in 83, and my uncle, the percussionist for Cypress Hill since around like 92, 93, so I've always been around like the music, and for me, on my mom's side, I grew up in mid-city LA, knee-deep into graffiti, hip-hop, just the culture of of just being a little kid in LA during the 80s and 90s, so that's me, that's where, you know, being born an artist has always been something that I've have been passionate or been blessed with just having a, a certain experience of looking at life in a certain way as an artist, you know? So always art is the foundation, but yeah, now I'm a business owner, entrepreneur, mentor, you know, the list goes on. We're here to just impact the world for the better, you know? Right, right. And we're talking about LA, LA. LA, Los Angeles, California, like Crenshaw, Washington, Pico, Hoover, Venice, Normandy, you know, Western, you know, we're really <laughs> Jefferson, Adams, Wilshire, you're talking about Highland Park, East LA, Boyle Heights, you know, like you're talking about real LA, all the way to, to Venice Beach, all the way to Hollywood. Like you're talking about walking from Long Beach to, you know, Compton, all like we're real LA, real LA, you know? Yes, sir. Will, talk about your medium, past, present. Yo, so what we do is um, I have a amazing nonprofit that we've had the blessing of just being a part of. We founded it in 2009 and it's called HNDP and you might find it on online www.hndp.la but we started off an open mic in the middle of east la in 2009 called hard in the paint so for you that are out there that remember how project blowed came to east la and helped you know develop and support what we've been doing like we're we're that branch we're the east la branch of of this hip-hop underground culture and we're the ones that had the open mics every friday where people were coming break dances like the la breakers all the homies from you know juice and macarthur park like just all of the culture of hip-hop and creative expression they came to heart in the paint every friday um we had recording going on break dancing graffiti tables just the culture now official non-profit for you know crazy years but we've worked with the government of mexico for immigration reform festivals we've done community development projects with um the city of los angeles we've done after school programs for public schools private schools work with special needs um the list goes on 5150 autism um at-risk youth foster youth um, homeless youth, LGBTQ+. Our goal, what we do is we provide safe places for the next generation to creatively express themselves, everything under the entertainment industry umbrella. So, hey, I, I want to change my graffiti into a clothing line. We walk you through the process. We found ourselves being a bridge for the next generation of creative professionals. So we also reach out to the professional industry and welcome them to share their stories on, on panels and special events, come to our workshops. They really so our participants could get hands on feel on 
what it looks like for people like them in a professional atmosphere. They want to be able to see it. And and there are a lot of things in the entertainment industry that people don't know that are available for them to, to pursue as careers. So we want to kind of pop that bubble and make it real for them so they don't think it's just about basketball, football, or I need to be an influencer, or I need to be a celebrity. Like there's so many other things. You could be a, you could be a meek person and not want to talk too much and end up a writer for some amazing pieces and still participate in some of the things that your peers are are participating in. So um, we just really like to, to pop the bubble of optimism, inspire the fire of creative expression, allow someone to look in the mirror and understand who they are. So this is a big transformational self-realization experience as well, utilizing art. I love it. I love it. So let's take a step back really quick and and talk about when when it comes down to the the field of organizing, uh, what were some of your first uh, inspirations or some of the organizations that you attended or inspired you to do the work that you're doing now? That's amazing. I'm happy that you asked that. When I graduated high school, I I was fighting five felonies hanging with the wrong crowd or the right crowd doing the wrong thing, whatever it may be. But that's where I found myself. And I didn't necessarily know where I was going to go from there to help get out of that like quicksand. The few organizations that were around were like Homeboy Industries. Like really, they were so pivotal in helping me make the right decision from leaving a negative pass. Um, Homeboy Industries is around. Um, we have the Boyle Heights Technology Youth Source Center. Um, we have Self-Help Graphics, which were self-help graphics were really the first people to open the door and allow us to provide a uh, event for the community. Um, Homeboy Industries, they were behind helping me get to UCLA for music business. They were also behind helping me get my record expunged. And like when we were beginning as a nonprofit, they kind of supported us as well. Self-help graphics, they they were housing us. You know, they, their executive staff helped guide us to where we are. They, you know, from creating a nonprofit board to, you know, helping us leave the nest and supporting us on our endeavors. YPI, I'm not sure if they're around anymore, but Juice, like be, partnering up with juice and during the breakdancing season when breakdancing had a resurgence there was a lot of battles going on and and we partnered with juice like hey let's make sure that your clients and our clients are all getting as much mentorship as possible yeah so i would say you know those are the main pillars behind my um community development success homeboy industries i was able to see the story of Father Greg um, from Dolores Mission to where they are now currently as one of the most sought after reentry programs in the nation. Definitely. Let's take a, a quick fast forward now then. And just to go ahead and give us some tips and tricks, maybe for those artists that are turning into, you know, collectives and then want to go ahead and branch into a 501c3 nonprofit. What are some of the things that you've seen that you definitely have to have in line before you even think about, you know, taking this path of guiding others? So as an artist, one of the first things that you're going to be lacking is a sense of business knowledge and the people around you, you're going to have to depend on them for that guidance. Like being from a creative collective, you have, everybody has their strengths. You have your own strength. Everybody has their own position. When you're stepping into the nonprofit space, it's the same exact way. You're going to have a board of directors. Each person is going to be responsible for going out and getting somebody to possibly create a partnership, possibly bring some resources your way. So you're going to have to have a good sense of leadership skills. You're going to have to be able to be a team player, understand to understand how to apply authority without being authoritative. 
authoritative, being humble, not taking things personal, understanding that you're there for a bigger purpose, but really it's the paperwork. Make sure your paperwork is in place. You have to make sure you're filing your articles of incorporation with the state. Um, you have to make sure, you know, all your licenses are in place. Make sure you have your insurance in place. Um, nonprofits, people think that nonprofit is about just going out and helping the community. No, these are real companies that run. So you need to have a funding source, whether it be donations or services or merchandise that you offer offer to the public in exchange for um, a, a stipend or financial you know, contribution. So you have to have that business plan in place. If you don't have the business plan in place, how you're going to do go from point A to point B, you're going to be kind of going in circles. You're going to be listening to everybody else. <laughs> so it's good to have a plan in place so that way you can stick to your plan and people could apply to your plan. Right, right, man. Love it. Will love it. So let's go ahead and take a pit stop and go ahead and back up a little bit. Parallel park this conversation here and uh, Talk about what essentially what a great collaboration really means. You know, what does it mean to collaborate with other people doing great work or possibly similar work within your, your scope of work or your mission and vision, right? Collaborations are important. A lot of people like to do what you do. Like if you're the one that has been dedicated in impacting your community, there are going to be a lot of people that are interested in being around you. And you have to be very selective on who you decide to do business with or who, who you decide to associate with. So you have to have a vetting process and your vetting process should include a certain quality or standard of association. So for example, if you like what this person is bringing to the table, like they support, let's just make it like general, like they support a lot and you need supporters around. You need to create a vetting process that allows them to participate in supporting and then to be highlighted and give them gratification, edified for their contributions. You have to allow people that can't hang to leave. You know, and you have to give them an opportunity to do so. Always understand that you're going to be the last one standing in your projects. And it's okay for people to not be on board the whole time. Know how to delegate for sure. And when it comes down to collaborations, there has to be an alignment and vision and intent. Collaboration is a chemistry. Um, don't force collaboration. Let's go ahead and take a, a look under the hood. Talk about one of your favorite rewarding collaborations with your organization that, that comes to mind. And then take me to one of them that just didn't work. And how did you find your way out of that situation? Oh, perfect. Perfect. I love it. So one of them that went the most amazing, I would say, was the one with Homeboy Industries. Homeboy Industries, they don't necessarily focus on entertainment industry mentorship. They currently have the Art Academy, which does have a studio, and they, they're starting more to focus on that, but that's more of current. During our season, when we were partnering with them, they had lost funding one year. It was like the big layoff. They had to lay off a lot of their staff, and what we did was we came in as HNDP, and we created two music albums with them. What they did was they allowed us space. They saw the vision. They knew that their participants and staff was very interested in creative expression. They had spoken word artists. They had rappers. They had singers. They had beat producers. Because at that time, they they had the cafe. They had tattoo removal. They had the bread. Um, they had a Their focus was a more on those tangible things. They saw a need for creative in their realm. They needed something to, that was going to inspire their staff to stay motivated, keep the homeboy industry's doors open. So when we created a studio out of one of their side rooms, it changed the vibe of the in the environment. Like people were like, oh, they're in there recording. What? What? Like, and it it allowed other staff to see other staff in a totally different light and be interested in them a little bit deeper. 
Like I, I like looking at that because it was most transformational personally and most transformational for our organization when it came down to validating what we could do. Um, and the chemistry was fluid. That was flawless. One of the worst times was dealing with the organization we're partnering with to provide tutoring and, and extra mental health resources for at-risk youth. And when I say at-risk youth, I don't mean they don't know what's going on or they're risky people. No, they're at risk to making a one negative decision or the environment around them is one situation away from sending them down a different path in their life. So the area of guidance is very sensitive. You have young women that are possibly being approached for sex, sex trafficking, young men that are being antagonized to join gangs. The list goes on. And so our program is more of a refuge for them, is a safe place for them to express themselves creatively and help those anxieties get released. And we were dealing with the organization. Um, we're partnering with them to provide extra resources. The communication in the beginning was pretty clear and transparent, yet the organization was trying to move fast. As an organization, we like to maintain our pace. We don't like to do anything rush because we're dealing with community development and the impacts of doing something negative or wrong in that are long lasting. We want to avoid those situations. Upon Amongst doing that, we were kind of cautious about how fast that they were moving. We didn't up, uphold our vetting process to the quality that we usually would. And we allowed some interns to enter our partnership um, without being quality checked, <laughs> let's just say. And so we were dealing with college students that couldn't send a professional email with a professional signature. It was very interesting. And it was, it was, it made me question what these college students are learning. When we went back to the organization and, and expressed our concerns, they were kind of defensive. They didn't understand. They're a little aggressive with their tone and they didn't want to remedy the solution in a conducive way. They kind of continued to push. And so what I had to do was call an executive meeting and put the partnership to a halt. During that meeting, um, I was able to see characteristics that I wouldn't call respectable. I saw people looking down upon me because of my background, my culture, them feeling that they were more superior because of their accolades. No matter the sense, what I had to do was just really amicably separate the partnership. And I did that really, really um, smooth. It wasn't about me being aggressive. It was like, we have to keep our doors open and we want to make sure our reputations are upheld. Yeah, you have, sometimes you have to say no. That was deep. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, you got to stand up for what you believe in. And when you find these, you just can't look the other way. With that being said, as a co-founder of a nonprofit organization and, uh, you know, many other ventures, uh, what inspires you? Oh, my God. I have people that are in the dirt that I have to live for. I come from humble beginnings. A lot of the people that I grew up with that inspired me to do what I'm doing or a part of that, I reflect them every day. But a lot of them aren't here. A lot of them don't stand on an art pedestal anymore. Um, they put their art in the closet. Or, you know, they we've lost them to acts of violence around their art. I do it for the ones that are gone. That's who I do it for. Uh, my grandfather, I feel he died early, 83, didn't get a really chance to experience him. Um, I do it for my mom. She, you know, she's still alive, but she's like, she wanted to do amazing things. So I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to do it for the, like, I'm going to keep creating on this canvas called Life. For all the creatives that have passed, you know, I do it for them. I want to make sure that art is always innocent. Right, right, right. And I think that with that being said, 
some of the times when I feel a little bit depleted or just need that extra push, I, I remember some of the our, our fallen friends or our fallen, you know, soldiers, I would call them, you know, because out here in, in some of these different communities, it is kind of like a war zone with, you know, the, the lack of resources and oversight on some of the resources that are being, you know, distributed out through these communities. You know, I always look at, you know, my, my fallen foes and, you know, I, I talk to them, you know, hey, Mike, if you're up there, you know, hey, listen, I need you right now. You know, tap in. So uh, I definitely see the vision. I definitely, you know, relate to that. What are some projects that you're working on right now with your organization? Or, you know, is there anything else that you want to go ahead and, you know, shout out really quick that that's forthcoming? Oh, yeah. So let's get it. So we're looking at post-COVID. A lot of organizations during COVID, they had to pivot to digital. Our organization is passionate about hands-on, um, real hands-on experiences, workshops, etc. So now we're back. Um, we're at the Technology Center, um, Boyle Heights Technology Youth Source Center on 1400 4th Street in Gless. And um, Boyle Heights, we have full studio open um, every for every day. We're partnering up with arts and culture companies. So companies that are looking to help provide pathways for careers. So the Bro, LACMA, um, Band Devices, um, Insomniac, people that are looking to provide a career pathway. We're, we're looking to partner up with them. Um, the goal is to kind of reintroduce everything that we're doing as a nonprofit to the community, make sure all the families know and all the other nonprofits know what we're doing, letting them know that they could participate. Let's get on this wave together. We're not exclusive. So we're not keeping the door closed. We're not trying to keep it only for us. We need everybody on board to help just provide this menu of resources for the next generation. Anybody that's interested, look at this dog over here. Yeah, he wants to hang out and get on the podcast too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was real cool. That's real cool. It's cool to see people. We're working on projects. So we have our, our cohort, Open Doors, um, Hard in the Paint, our Founder Series program. That's every day. So if you want to get involved, come to the Boyle Heights Technology Resource Center and we'll get you involved. We have internships currently available. So if you're looking for like, say, hey, I'm not working right now. I need some some extra money in my pocket. Um, we could place you and at a creative place and get you some money and get you paid to learn kind of like what you want to learn. Right, right. Hey, man, salute. Double salute on that one. Love it. Well, not only are you a blessing to the city of Los Angeles, but every, you know, artistic individual that comes, you know, in, in those doors. So, man, nothing but love and respect. Um, So I got two more things for you. First one being you from L.A., a real LA cat. I need to know your two go-to foodie spots. I'm not talking about, well, hold up, hold up. I'm not talking about Wingstop. I'm not talking about Sizzlers. I'm talking about that, you know, cutty, cutty. Give me two. All right. So my go-to. So me, I have like an amazing taste bud palette. So I'm just going to give you my go-tos, right? If I'm in mid-city, no, if I'm in LA, period, and I have a taste for some, you buy, we fry fish, I'm going to Mel's. So I'm going to Mel's Fish Fry. That's going to be a go-to. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a pound of fish. Like, I mean, a pound of shrimp and I'm going to eat them on the way home. And then by the time I get home, that plate's going to be done. And I'm going to jump into my like red snapper fried extra hard. You know what I mean? Hush puppies for sure. You know, man, I'm my part of it right now. Mel's. Yeah. You already know how you get busy. And then not everybody could go to Mel's. So you better be careful if you go to Mel's. You got to know what you're doing. If you go to Mel's, you got to know how you standing. You got to look over your shoulder. You got to know what streets you on. It's Mel's. You right? Now, second, and 
Everybody, you know, my, my squad knows the business, but we're going to have to go to Dino's on Pico. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have to go to Dino's on Pico. Like, and if you're a real one, you've been going to Dino's since elementary, probably even before that. And then when you're in junior high, able to walk to school, you were going with your homies after school. And then you got into fights at Dino's. And then when you were getting into parties, you were you were at Dino's fighting. Dino's is the spot. And then you probably got, if you're, if you're not a real one, you for sure you got banged on at Dino's. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm a real one, so I never got banged on that Dino's. I was always doing the other stuff, but um, Dino's, man, and, and we gonna have to get the chicken plate. We gonna have with extra juice in the fries. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. Like, Dino's on Pico. Yeah. Hey, man. Memories on memories. I definitely got to go ahead and plug this one in. You know, I used to be on the Miss City side of stuff. So, you know, as a youngster on that side of Normandy, we really weren't invited on the other side. And when we would, you know, they would say, come to the park, come to the park before you go to Dino's. Uh, but, you know, then when, you know, come high school, then the, the them young cats and, you know, salute to them, to the LGCs and all that. They were like, hey, come kick it. You know, they, they were a part of that whole branch. Uh, and uh, they definitely gave the, the, the young boy here uh, the pass, you know, every time I was there. Young Phoenix had an all-city pass. And and then it's crazy because not everybody has an all-city pass. You do not, you're not invited to kickbacks. You're not invited to, like Phoenix was a one night, he was a a mid-city king. We treated him like royalty. So he, like the royal carpet, like I remember just opening the door, like he want to, look, I'm going to throw a kickback. Come through, come through. Like him and a whole house full of Hollywood people, people that didn't belong in our neighborhood, but we selected certain people. And he was one of those people that was real, like a leader in his generation. I got to give you those stripes you know because you held it down name had no smut yeah dude and roll with the real ones you know what i mean <laughs> it's real hey man but that that's something that you know it, it just takes you you know it has to be with you throughout your whole life you know you got to keep a kosher with not only your image but you know what you stand for and i think in, in the beginning until now with what i want to go ahead and produce for the world it has to be at, at an all-time high you can't just bring anybody off the street to produce content so with that being said love that salute to that uh, i'm pretty sure people are going to go ahead and you know try to google it up right now mel's dino's and all that stuff and try to pull up but hey man uh, with caution please Please. And lastly, Will, any shout outs to anybody that deserves it? Man, for sh- first of all, you, man, um, Phoenix LAX, what you've been doing since I've met you has been nothing but top tier. I want to make sure that we highlight Joe Diaz. Joe Diaz and the Boyle Heights Technology Youth Source Center. Joe Diaz is really, he's our, you know, godfather right now in the community development world. It's 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 crazy out there. The list goes on. But I really want to give shout out to you for continuing this journey, for inspiring everybody that you continue to inspire, for providing like the artworks platform that you designed was such a unique opportunity, but it was so dynamic. And the the trajectory of where people have went that have went through that platform is through the roof, you know, like to see what kiddo's doing now, um, to see what Zay's doing now. Like even like I'm thinking about like Ordo, like, you know, like I remember Ordo from when we were young and then to be able to provide Ordo a platform, you know, and then to see him transition into like doing more fashion oriented stuff. It's like you're you're a perfect example of being a leader in your community, but not being a a bandwagon person. Being a person that stays in their lane, knows who they are and continues to shine on other people. Yeah, like I want to give props to all the artists out there 
that are continuously putting in that work. Like I love what the STPs are doing, you know, got to give it props to the, to the STPs. I love what bus is doing too, with um, cuts crew and the graffiti podcast. I think bus like rest in peace cub. Yeah. Like rest in peace, all the fallen soldiers for real, like rest in peace verse LTS. You know what I mean? Like rest in peace, Meyer NWI rest in peace. Once us rest in peace, like all the fallen soldiers. Like we, we do it for you guys. Yeah. If you, if you have any, uh, ensure a little drop of artistic creative just let it out and get it to the people around you and that's what i just want everyone to do for sure love it brother love it and uh in your i'll just end it off like this before we go last words on this one um this is just the beginning right just the beginning just the beginning with that being said your boy phoenix lex general manager at the art wars los angeles family foundation till we meet again guys thank you so much for tuning in peace